The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very happy Friday morning to you, July 28th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend on this last Friday in July. I'm going to make the most of this weekend for sure now. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm doing this weekend? What are you doing? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Good for you. That's it. I'm just, you know, I've been busy all week long, yard work, house cleaning. I'm just not going to do anything. Well, excellent for you. That? How yeah. about that? Yeah. Uh, I'd say you should also give yourself permission to do something too, like uh, drink all the coffee that you want on <laughs> yes. Saturday or watch all of the sports you want to watch on Saturday. Just yeah. Kind of treat yourself, David. Thank you, you deserve it. Uh, absolutely. You know, that's a good question about sports on Saturday. I don't really know. Kind of a lull in the sports season. Is you know, there? yeah, I don't really watch a lot of baseball like on tv on I like, tv i like baseball go to but, a game yeah, go to sure a game. i'm with you on that uh so we're in a lull tennis wise and so the next big tourney will be the u.s open and that's up. like september yeah or end of it? august and august into early september okay so that's really not happening so no you know what i'll do it's gonna be a beautiful weekend we'll go out walk go go for a nice walk there you go yeah no yard. i'm not doing any yard work i did yard work earlier this week i got her all done I felt pretty good about it. It's like, good. hey, I'm all done with this. I'm not doing anything for this weekend. <laughs> oh, I right. have to water. Okay. You know, you got to water. You got to keep doing that. But uh, hey, how about you? You had a big night on the town last Ooh, night. Yes. How Boy, that's that? not a midweek night out, yeah. you know, especially for an early riser like me. I can do this one time during the week yeah. um, because I'm going to pay for it tonight, which means by this evening, I'll be <laughs> a like tired. a little yeah. tired and ready for a nap by four o'clock. At least it's Friday. It's Friday yeah. for sure. Me and my two daughters uh, came back into town last night, went to the Kellatorium, watched a phenomenal show called Six. Six. Just six, like okay. the number six, right. but in letters, S-I-X. Okay. And if anybody is familiar with the Broadway scene, this is a musical about the six wives of Henry VIII. Okay. And it was like a rock concert. No These women were phenomenal singers. Yeah. Funny, sad. I mean, it's just everything that you want from a night at yeah. the theater. Good singers. I am amazed that these women, I mean, maybe at some point tried to have a career in music. It just goes to show you how difficult it is because any one of these women could have had a recording contract. I mean, they were just really, really incredible. So, oh, yeah. In fact, one of the women who was on stage was part of the, I I think, the Broadway crew, and she's traveling with it now. This is, I think it started traveling last year. Right. It's making its rounds to the different theaters, uh, and so it's a Tony Award-winning show. Oh, okay. I can appreciate that, and I came home with a t-shirt that says, I'm the queen of the castle. (laughs) So that's why I'm wearing my crown today, too. I see that, yes. Well, that's fun. Yeah, get out there and enjoy some theater. Yeah, and I was sharing with you, David, how just kind of sitting there as everything began, my daughter sitting next to me in the row, both of them, 
Uh, and it just was kind of sentimental to me yeah. to be able to have opportunities to have wonderful evenings like that. Uh, th- they're rare. Tickets like these, they're expensive. Oh, sure. And so, yeah. you know, we, we are uh, discerning this to ha- when we do these special events right. and when we're able to do them. Oh, it just kind of, yeah, yeah. I'll, I will remember going to the theater oh, with yeah, my daughters. Absolutely. I, I told you that the Keller Auditorium is sentimental to me and my wife because when our daughters were younger they were doing dance and they would do their final recitals at the Keller and oh, it was always just yeah. so fun. See, You'd, it's events. Yeah. It's not the stuff That's that you remember. Right. It's the moments. Yeah. Those are the things that are valuable in the world. Oh, yeah, and you just you, you remember those things and I think we have those captured on video. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Perfect. So we can go back and relive them. Video, that is. Yeah, you actual know, tape. Actual, actual tapes. That's that's how far <laughs> back we go. I don't know. Maybe they're on some DVDs. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, well, that's great. I'm glad you had a nice night out. Yeah, it was really just an incredible and blessed time. Yeah. Blessed time with my daughters. Well, that's fun. So what do you have coming up today? Well, a priest said he just followed what Pope direction was to follow a dream. It led the priest and a group of pilgrims in Rome for a visit with the Pope. Okay. I'll tell you about how excited this event was. And we'll talk about the ever-shrinking Pac-12 conference. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, you and my dad both are sad today. Well, we got a great show ahead for you on this Friday morning. We'll start things now with Leanna Crawford. How can you not? We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I see the sunrise in the morning and a million stars at night. I hear the birds, they can't stop singing hallelujah. I see his goodness when I fall down and his grace that picks me up. Every day I can't stop singing hallelujah. How can you Can you not? How can you not? Cause he's in 
That is Leanna Crawford, and how can you not? It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Friday morning, last Friday in July. Can you believe that? July went fast. Oh, that's because you were having too much fun, David. Well, I think, you know, you have the 4th of July in there, and that kind of speeds things up with the holiday. But yeah, going to turn the corner to August next week. Well, we're going to head out to... South Bend, Indiana, touch base with our good friend Ken Hellenius. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. No matter where your summer travels take you, Mater Dei Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live Liturgy of the Hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MaterDayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. We got the start of another beautiful weekend. Lots of sunshine this morning. Temperatures will rise today as we top out about 84, 85 degrees overnight. It'll be nice. Cool down to the upper 50s. Then Saturday, a few high clouds will get up to 83 degrees. And as we move through the weekend, Sunday, 81. So enjoy the last weekend of July outdoors. I will be doing that for sure. Nice. Uh, 60 degrees at St. Andre Bissette Church, downtown Portland. And it's 60 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's 83 degrees with 88% relative humidity at St. Matthew Co-Cathedral in South Bend, Indiana. Sometimes hilarious, always Hellenius. It's Keeping Up with Ken Hellenius on Mater Day Radio. And he is the host of Living Stones, heard every Monday evening at 7.30 right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. And our man at the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, we welcome to the show Ken Hellenius. Sounds very comfortable back there. <laughs> well, I guess if you're a manatee, perhaps. <laughs> yes. So what what did you say? It's already 81, and how? what's the humidity? It's uh, 88% relative humidity. Ooh. So I'm, I'm trying to look out my window here. I'm, I'm working from home today. Yeah. Uh, and literally, the windows are fogged over already, and oh, it's only, man. you know, it's just after 10 in the morning here. Do you have air conditioning? We do, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, and I can tell you, it's really quite lovely inside the house. Yeah. But as soon as you step outside, uh, your glasses fog up, and it's just—it's—it's um, it's like living in the locker room after the big game. Oh, lovely! <laughs> I envision you with a old-style uh, lawn chair sitting out in your front yard with a Hawaiian shirt on and shorts, and eating a popsicle. Uh, you got everything right except being outside. <laughs> That's it, exactly. <laughs> so is this typical summer weather for uh, South Bend? Very much, yeah. yeah. This is, uh, it's, it's humid. We get, uh, we had thunderstorms overnight. We're going to have thunderstorms again late tonight. Uh, you know, where we, where we live is just off of uh, about maybe 10 miles from Lake Michigan, oh. which is big enough to uh, generate its own kind of weather. Sure. So, yeah, we... We get uh, we get a really ugly, wet, moist weather all summer long. Yeah. When does it usually turn the corner then to where it's a little bit more comfortable? Usually mid September and October are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's that Indian summer, you know, and yep. it's just wonderful. So football games on a you know in in September especially mid to late September on through October, are just wonderful. Uh, that, sound, that sounds great. So, by the way, when do the students report back for uh, fall term? Yeah, in about uh, just, I think the RAs arrive in about a week. Wow. And the students, yeah, it's, it's like early August, uh, the, that first uh, weekend in August or second weekend in August. And yeah. then the students start, I think, first day of classes is the 22nd of August. So it's rapidly approaching. I was going to say, yeah, next week August is here. So, uh, well, you get get yeah. your get your books ready. You got to get ready to go. That's right. Polish up the old uh, the old pencil. <laughs> get ready it. to take notes. That's great. Well, today we're going to talk about the feast day of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, which is tomorrow. 
So, you know, when I was thinking about this, why, what's the significance, I guess, of the three together for this feast day? Yeah, so um, this is actually a relatively new feast uh, on our calendar. So Pope Francis approved the uh, kind of uh, change to the calendar on in 2021. Martha, Mary, and Lazarus are, um, they're, uh, we meet them in the scriptures. We meet them in both the Gospel of Luke and the Gospel of John. And uh, so they are two sisters and a brother who lived together in Bethany, which is a town about two miles from Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And they are, we are told, in, in, uh, especially in the Gospel of Luke, that they were friends of Jesus, that Jesus loved them. Right. Uh, and, and he visits them on at least three occasions uh, that we encounter in the, uh, in the Gospels. So before 2021, uh, tomorrow is the feast day. So the 29th of July was celebrated as the Feast of St. Martha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, in 2021, um, Pope Francis uh, kind of changed, uh, approved the change so that we celebrate the family. Uh, the the two sisters and the brother together. Right. So um, you know, when I first when I first saw this too, I, I had to think this isn't quote the Mary, the Blessed Mother. Correct. Yeah. This is not the Mary, the Blessed Mother. It's also not uh, Mary Magdalene. Okay. So there is a really there are multiple Marys that get mentioned in the in the Gospels. Uh, there's Mary, the mother of Jesus, of course, the Blessed Mother. There's Mary, who is sister to Martha. And and uh, and Lazarus, the, who we will celebrate tomorrow. There's uh, another Mary who's married to Cleopas, who is uh, 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 another character who's mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so so this is Martha, Mary, and Lazarus who lived in Bethany. Um, we first meet Martha and Mary uh, in a very famous story about uh, where Martha is. Jesus is visiting their house, and Martha is in the kitchen, and she's you know, doing everything to, to uh, provide hospitality mm-hmm. for Jesus and, her, uh, and his apostles. And she goes uh, and discovers that Mary is sitting at the foot of the Lord, listening to him as he teaches, and she complains. She's like, you know, Lord, there's a lot of work to do, and here's Mary being lazy. And Jesus tells her, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There's need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part. You know, will not be taken from her. So here, Martha learns directly from the Lord the importance of taking time to listen, to contemplate, and to pray. Um, and I think about this uh, in our own kind of time and day. Uh, the Benedictines, Benedictine monks and, and uh, nuns, they really model this in their life. Yeah. You know, they, they have that the motto, ora et labora, prayer and work, um, both prayer and work. And prayer is the primary task for them. So when the bell rings to call them to, to the church, they drop everything and go and spend time at the foot of the Lord. Now, in our own home life, you know, if we're parents, of course, we have less time available to us because we are busy caring for children, caring for the family. But we still need to carve out time for prayer. And that is a model for our children, that's a model for our family members, when we, even in the midst of our busyness, carve out a little time for prayer, however short that may be, mm-hmm. but it puts, the, the, it puts us back in right relationship with the Lord. Right. Um, and then, of course, so that's Martha and Mary, we meet them. 
then in the most famous of stories, of course, in the seventh and the final sign that the Lord Jesus performed before his own uh, passion, death, and resurrection was the raising of Lazarus, their brother. Um, we read about this in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. Um, you know, everybody knows the famous story. Lazarus dies. Martha and Mary, well, Lazarus is sick. Martha and Mary send a note to Jesus and say, come and, you know, see your friend, your, your beloved friend. He's sick. And Lazarus dies before Jesus arrives. And both Martha and Mary go out to see Jesus and as he's coming into town. And they're like, if you'd been here, our brother would not be dead. And Jesus tells Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. And she says, I believe you, Lord. I believe that anything you ask, God will do for you. And then we get that very famous line, uh, what is the shortest line in the English translation of the scriptures, Jesus wept. Right. You know, John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept because he saw he was sad for the death of his friend Lazarus. He was sad and his heart was broken because Mary and Martha loved him so. Mm. And uh, then he performs the greatest of miracles. He raises Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus, who had been in the tomb for four days. Um, and this also has my other favorite line in all of the scriptures. Uh, John eleven thirty nine. Martha says, Jesus says, take away the stone. And Martha says, Lord, there will be a stench. He's been, he's been dead for four days. Right. And I always thought that if I was to become a bishop, that would make a great Episcopal motto. Lord, there will be a stench. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, uh, so Lazarus, of course, then his name has become itself a synecdoche for raising from the dead, right? Sure, right. Uh, I, I was watching uh, Christopher Nolan's 2014 film Interstellar mm -hmm. last night, and uh, the, the Project Lazarus is what they called the attempt to go find a new world for humans to live on before right. humanity died out. So Lazarus, and his raising becomes this, this um, sign for new life. And uh, so Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, the brother and sisters who live together, are Jesus's dear friends who have things to teach us, you know, through their witness as disciples of the Lord. They're not apostles, but they are disciples yeah. who teach us the importance of listening to Jesus and, and trusting in his power as God. So that's that's what we celebrate tomorrow. Yeah, well, wonderful. Thank you for the insight onto that. That's uh, that's great to know. And guys, like you said, gives us a little bit of an insight. So, I guess let's wrap it up this way. Ken Hellenius, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, pray for us. Ah, pray for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, stay cool this weekend. Great to talk with you, and uh, have a have a wonderful weekend. You too. Hey, you guys enjoy that beautiful weather there in Oregon. Thank you very much. God bless. It is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, Ken said to take the example of Mary and carve out time to be with the Lord. The perfect way to do that this weekend is to use the Hail Mary Media app. It's such a wonderful library of prayers, both audio, which I love to use when I get into my car because you can hear the prayers as you get through Friday traffic. Yep. You can hear the podcast. You can listen to the interview that you just heard again. Download it today. It is absolutely free and so easy to use. It is the Hail Mary Media app, and you can find more information at matradayradio.com. 
Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support from Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio, and it looks like July going to be a historic record. We'll tell you about it in the news. And a priest said he followed his dream. That led the group visit with Pope Francis. It's a dream come true, he said. I'll have their story for you coming up in news. Here is Chris Bray. In the name. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. We gather in your name. We've come here, Lord, to pray. Oh, lead us, lead us. God, we know you seek us. Conform us to your way Won't you set us on fire In the name of the Oh, 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 
Chris Bray and In the Name. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. When Father Ignacio Bello invited Pope Francis to join his group of young adults for their morning celebration of Mass in St. Peter's Basilica, he did not even expect to get a response, let alone a counteroffer. The priest was surprised to receive a handwritten letter from the Pope himself inviting him and his group to the Holy Father's Vatican residence the morning of July 25th. Bello told Catholic News Agency, I was very moved because I never expected that. I sent the letter to a common mailbox, but when I sent the letter, I prayed to the Blessed Mother that she would deliver that letter to him. The group from Guadalajara, Mexico, was in Rome for the first part of a pilgrimage that will culminate in Lisbon, Portugal, for World Youth Day. Father Bello said he decided to send a letter to Pope Francis after feeling the desire in his heart. I thought, why not? Pope Francis has told us to pursue our dreams. In the end, Pope Francis spent about 25 minutes in conversation with young people who are mostly from Mexico in a receiving room in the Vatican guest house where he lives. Wow. Come have a little tea with me this Wouldn't afternoon, that be Father. Nice? Yeah. They have a selfie. I yeah. mean, young people <laughs> meeting the sure. Pope, and the first thing they think of is, we all yeah. got to get in on this picture. <laughs> it's fabulous. see that. Hey, come on. Everybody Francis, gather in. Here. Gather yeah, in. Okay, yeah. I've got the picture here. Everybody yeah. smile. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, it won't be official until all the data is in, but United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres is calling it now, saying yesterday in New York that July 2023 is tracking to be the hottest month on record. He told reporters, quote, climate change is here, it is terrifying, and it's just the beginning. The effects of July's heat have been seen across the world. Thousands of tourists fled wildfires on the Greek island of Rhodes, and many more suffered baking heat across the U.S. Southwest. Temperatures in a northwest China township soared as high as 126 degrees, breaking the national record while the World Meteorological Organization would not call the record outright, instead waiting until the available data is finalized next month. An analysis by Germany's Leipzig University released on Thursday found that July 2023 would clinch the record. Uh, the Secretary General, I, I don't want to say he's joking about it, but said the only way we're not going to break the record is if there's an ice age. and that, For the last yeah, few yeah, days the last to cool us days. down. And yeah, pretty sure bet that is not yeah, going to be happening. Not going to happen. Well, an Amazon delivery man found an unusual way to beat the Southern California heat, diving fully clothed into a customer's pool. 
The unidentified driver is making quite the splash on social media after being captured on a security camera in the Los Angeles suburb of Gardenia. The homeowner had left a note for the delivery man by the pool saying, if you want to go for a swim, you are welcome to. The video shows the driver reading the note, dropping off his package, then removing his phone and wallet before making a beeline for the pool's small diving board. Without a moment's hesitation, the delivery diver, still dressed in his full uniform, complete with Amazon cap and (laughs) shoes, jumps onto the board and dives into the water. The homeowner later shared on TikTok that he did not expect the Amazon staffer to follow through with the impromptu dip. Additional security footage from the property showed the now drenched but refreshed Amazon delivery man racing to his car parked outside and speeding away. He should have done a cannonball. <laughs> cannonball! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, this is funny. It's a, They've got the video footage online. I, I looked at it and I went, that's pretty funny. And then I went... Hmm. Yeah. As with everything on the internet, I think, is this real? So, you know, you think about some of those delivery drivers and many of those trucks don't have air conditioning. Oh, yeah. In so. fact, uh, associated with that same article, they showed an interview of a man who helped a USPS delivery person. Uh, she was suffering heat exhaustion. Yeah. Pregnant. Oh. And trying to get her mm. packages out and he could tell she was not doing well right. and raced out of his house. Uh, to her vehicle to help her. Yeah. Well, Brenda, you, you still have a chance. <laughs> Do I? Yes, another jackpot nearing record highs. Up for the taking tonight. This time it is the Mega Millions lottery game with a prize of nearly $1 billion what? on the line. $910 million to be exact. It follows a little over $1 billion jackpot won by a player last Wednesday. You remember that in Los Angeles? California lottery officials haven't announced a winner of that prize, which was the sixth largest in U.S. history. This time, someone beat Mega Millions odds of one in 123 million and a jackpot on April 18th. That's the last time. So it's been growing ever since. That's 27 drawings ago without the big winner. Tuesday's Mega Millions jackpot was the eighth largest U.S. lottery prize. Now, Oregon lottery officials report that since the last big Mega Millions win back in April, $12 million worth of tickets have been sold right here. So, yeah, it's 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 up there. It is up there. Yeah. Well, I think I might. Uh, I, in the morning time, I think I'm going to go get a ticket. But by this afternoon, <laughs> I'm going to forget. And then we'll see who wins tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. After almost a century of providing a home for local health care, change is coming for what was once Vancouver Memorial Hospital. This fall, Peace Health will no longer offer services at the Main Street site. Nearly 100 years ago, Clark General Hospital opened to much fanfare. According to archives from the Columbian, the opening was a two-day event complete with orchestral performances. Much has changed at the health center, which welcomed many local babies into the world and healed many wounds for nearly 30 years it has served as an urgent care center at the end of september peace health memorial urgent care facility will close peace health will also relocate its outpatient behavior health program the health care system will open a new clinic to share the space it's fisher's landing clinic in east vancouver while there are a number of urgent care operations in clark county There now will only be one urgent care clinic in West Vancouver. The building itself dates back to 1929 when the hospital opened. 
with just 30 beds. Hmm. In sports, what now, Pac-12? <laughs> Another team leaving the conference. Colorado is going back to the Big 12, where it was a member from 1996 to 2010 before it joined the Pac-12 along with Utah. So Colorado's move was approved by the school's Board of Regents yesterday in a unanimous vote. The Buffaloes' departure will come after the 2023-24 season. That's when USC and UCLA will move to the Big Ten. All this, as the Pac-12 has yet to finalize a new TV contract, it is the last of the big conferences to still be stuck in neutral when it comes to a TV deal that has many wondering who will be the next team to bolt from the shrinking conference and can it survive or will it add new teams? Stay tuned. Mm, so, okay, I'm going to hand you my my tissue box <laughs> in here, David. This is a complex situation, oh, and yes. you were explaining all the different pieces and parts to try to remember here. Is it, I guess a new question is, in recent history, we'll say in the next last 10 to 20 years, have conferences disappeared that, that people, that the, the colleges have just gotten so small that the conferences just got absorbed by bigger yeah fish. not not any of the biggies okay yeah so they've they've been around you've you've had several teams there were a couple of teams that went from the big 12 to the sec as i recall and now of course ucla going to the big 10 and now colorado going back to the big 12 yeah, so right now I would say that the Pac-12 is the closest of the big conferences to be just teetering. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I think there's a lot probably going on behind the scenes right now. But the big issue is the Pac-12 needs a TV deal. Okay. And, and while they don't have it, you, I think everybody is kind of on pins and needles. Have they ever had one and they're trying oh, to yeah, renew yeah. it? There's so they're a, trying the, to renew. Yeah. They're trying their, to, yeah, they're trying to renew a t- their TV deal. It expires here coming up at the end of the season. So we'll see. Technology has significantly impacted how people communicate and connect, and it will continue to do so in the future. The Catholic Church is not immune to this change, and it has embraced using digital platforms to reach out to followers. One effective way the Catholic Church can use technology to enhance its ministry is by creating digital small groups. And these groups allow Catholics to connect with others worldwide to deepen their faith and experience spiritual growth. So why would a Catholic want to join a digital small group? Well, CatholicLink.org, they give you a five. First, they say sheer convenience of it. Digital small groups are incredibly convenient for people who have busy schedules. Increased accessibility. Another benefit of digital groups is that they increase accessibility for people who may not have access to traditional small groups. Third, diversity. Digital small groups also offer opportunity to connect with Catholics from diverse backgrounds. They also say they're pretty flexible. They kind of work around your schedule or you can join into a group that fits your schedule. And then lastly, of course, it enhances learning. Digital small groups can enhance learning with traditional small groups. People often rely on a single leader with digital small groups. Well, there can be multiple leaders. Uh, We've been involved in different kinds of things. So many people right now are in digital groups for the Catechism in a Year podcast with Father Mike. Uh, And they join in different groups from around the world to talk about 
these podcasts and different things and different small groups and even classes all being taken online. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. is the weekly Catholic in Recovery meeting at St. Matthew's Parish in Hillsboro. Catholic in Recovery is now meeting at St. Matthew's Parish every Saturday. These are available to anyone dealing with any kind of addiction or unhealthy attachment. Used in connection with the faithful practice of the sacraments, there is great spiritual fruit in these meetings. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, the name of the book is Seriously God. <laughs> You're going to hear about it after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Please join me, Sister Anne-Marie Warren, in this prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. Thou hast given all to me. To thee, O Lord, I return it. All is thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 7.44 at Mater Dei Radio. Really nice day ahead. Nice weekend as well. We'll see a few morning clouds today, then sunshine, high of 84. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 57. And then for Saturday, sunny 83, Sunday sunny 81. Up on the mountain, it is 57 degrees at St. John's Catholic Church in Welsh's. I did notice down in the Eugene Springfield area, air quality alert. Oh. Yeah, they've been getting some wildfire smoke down there. So just a heads up, currently 57 degrees at St. Jude Church in Eugene. I'm sure you've heard this saying before. Maybe you've said it yourself. 
Life is just not fair. Well, you just accept a wrongdoing sometimes and you have to go on. But what if that is followed up with an unjust event or even real pain and suffering? Is this when you turn to God and say, seriously? And then perhaps you add an ultimatum. God, you better fix this. In their new book, Seriously, God, Making Sense of Life, Not Making Sense, Father Michael White and Tom Cochran explore the denial and doubt we experience when we face hardship or grief, and they encourage you to take each circumstance as a chance to learn more about God. They're also the authors of the Rebuilt Parish series. Father Michael is joining me today. Good morning, Father Michael. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's delightful to be with you. Father Michael here, I want to start with this. You know, we've all read the lives of the saints, truly holy men and women. You also read about many of their lives. We'll cut short. Well, when life doesn't make sense, Father, it feels like God doesn't make sense. But you say that's not an assumption we should make. Tell me more. Right. Um, We can't confuse life not making sense and people not making sense and events not making sense with God not not making sense. That's just bad thinking, um, and it leads it leads nowhere. Uh, instead, we want to see through the challenges and difficulties and adversity that we experience to come to know God better, and that's what the saints did, each in their their own way. Well, Father Michael, is hardship and pain, I think many times we are used to thinking about going through these things and saying, well, God wants us to learn something, right? But do these hardships and pain help us learn about who God is himself? Right, exactly. Um, They teach us more, they can teach us more about the mind of God, about the heart of, of God. And we can actually grow in our relationship with him, uh, not only in spite of whatever happens to us, but precisely through what is happening to us. Father Michael White is joining me today. The name of his new book, Seriously, God? Making Sense of Life? Well, not making sense. You, Father Michael, as I said, some people, these sufferings, they cause them to question, even turn away from their faith. Now, God, knowing that will happen, yet seems to be silent in changing an outcome. So how can we lean into suffering so that our faith will remain? Well, I think, first of all, it, it makes sense that, that God doesn't always make sense. If, if God always made sense to us, if we understood everything, uh, that uh, happened to us, then God wouldn't be God. We'd, we'd reduce God to something smaller than God actually is. For God to be God, there's going to be lots of ways in which we don't understand, we don't know everything, and it doesn't make sense to us. And I, I think uh, a, a second point to always keep in mind is that we can grow to know God's thoughts and ways. Um, that's something that's so clear Throughout, throughout Scripture, um, we can grow in our understanding. Where we are right now need not be the destination. We can move on to a deeper relationship and deeper knowledge of Him. And, and the third point that I always emphasize is that we, do, we just can't confuse 
God not making sense with life, life not making sense. Hmm. I love that. Well, in the book, Father, you and Tom share some experiences and stories about your ministry together, experiences in ministry, and some of the difficulties you've experienced. We we both work here in the parish. I'm a pastor, and Tom is lay associate. We've been working together for a number of of years now here in our parish in North Baltimore. It's a a pretty uh, typical suburban parish, so um, there are lots of things that, that happen that don't seem to make sense to us. Um, tragedies that uh, unfold, misfortunes that, you know, we see in the lives of, of our parishioners. And over the course of time, we began to ask ourselves, well, you know, how, how do we handle this? What do we say? What should we do in this? I remember... Uh, as a brand new pastor, I, I I was just so intimidated at the um, at the at, at the challenge of of saying a funeral mass and preaching at a funeral mass, or visiting uh, a funeral home to greet uh, you know grieving parents or grieving children. Uh, what to say? What do you say? My goodness, it's so it's so challenging sometimes. But over the years. We've really come to to understand how to handle these matters effectively and pastorally, and of course, that's partly what the book is about. Seriously, God, making sense of life, not making sense. That is the name of the book. It is out by Ave Maria Press. Father Michael, one of the authors, and is joining me today. Well, what I love, too, about this book is when you look at it and you open it up, you have kind of these stories about life that both you and Tom have experienced, but then you explain them more, and you you draw on you know different aspects of suffering. Kind of explain to our listeners when they get this book— how these chapters start to unfold. Sure, it's all a template. Uh, Each chapter is according to the same template. We start with a story from the parish of something that really happened to to one of our parishioners, uh, and how uh, in that moment, in that event, God suddenly feels like he's not making sense again. Uh, Then we go to a story from the Old Testament, and then a story from the New Testament, in which we see uh, figures from the Bible dealing with the same thing, and how they dealt with it, what they did to uh, uh, effectively uh, deal with their circumstances, and at the same time, draw closer to God. Well, you have done a wonderful job in laying all of this out. Father Michael, I appreciate your time today. It's a wonderful sure. book. And again, set up even f- with those reflection questions, it would be great for a small group or even within a, a parish ministry. It would be it would be great for a, a, a grief ministry. It would be great for uh, small faith-sharing groups in your parish or for adult education in your parish. But also, I just want to emphasize, because I really think this is an important point, that this is a great book for your unchurched friends and family members. And at this point, we all have unchurched friends and family, don't we? And uh, this is a book that speaks directly to some of the 
the difficulties and obstacles that they find in coming to faith or coming back to faith. So please consider it as a Christmas gift for them. Oh, it is perfect. Thank you so much for that. Well, Father, and of course, those of us here in the Pacific Northwest, well, we know statistically we are the most unchurched group in the United States. So it, again, is another great opportunity for you to share your faith and maybe draw somebody back into the faith. Father Michael, thank you so much for your time today. Father, before we go, will you end us in a prayer and your blessing? Certainly. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you and protect you. May he let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he bless you this day and each day of the coming week. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And again, that is Father Michael White, the name of the book, Seriously God, Making Sense of Life, Not Making Sense. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get straight to Ave Maria Press. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview at Mater Day Radio or on our Hail Mary Media app. 754 at Mater Day Radio tonight, 730. Just a mm-hmm. wonderful program, Brenda. Do you love it? I do love it. It's <laughs> View from the Pew. So what are you and the Good Deacon talking about tonight? We're going to talk about some of the things that Catholics should be doing every single day. And we tell you as to whether or not me and the Good Deacon okay. participate in those things. And I think maybe we'll touch upon that in our second cup this morning. For sure. We're going to talk about some of the things that the Good Deacon and I didn't get to in our show. All right. Again, 730 tonight, anytime on the Hail Mary Media app, View from the Pew, the Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old, reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast and in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 
757 at Mater Day Radio, and a new study is out on exercise and high blood pressure. We'll have that for you in the news. And another gathering of thousands of young people happening right now. Pope Francis sends a message to Medjugorje. I'll have that story for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. What I've come to realize and love about the popes who later became saints is that they usually obtain sainthood by making people absolutely perturbed at the expense of preserving church teachings. Sometimes they anger powerful rulers, sometimes a whole nation, and even in today's story, they upset fellow Christians and bishops. Pope Victor I was one of those saints. He was the 14th pope to follow the line of St. Peter, sitting on the papal throne 186 to 197. Compared to the popes before him, Pope Victor looked like he was in the clear to govern the church happily until his natural death. Yeah, it's never as it seems. He had survived Christian persecutions only for the people of the church that he was entrusted to protect to oppose his divine authority. The church was at peace externally thanks to the help of an influential woman in the Roman court named Marcia. She was able to protect Christians on the outside, which then helped Pope Victor focus on protecting the church from the inside. What wouldn't sound like it would be a huge controversy ended up causing potential excommunication. The church found they didn't have a universal day to celebrate Easter. The province of Asia had grown accustomed over the years to celebrate the beginning of Easter based on the Jewish rite instead of the Roman rite. Wanting to unify the church, Pope Victor gathered the bishops and established the Roman rite to determine the celebration of Easter on Sunday. Fearful of upsetting the province of Asia, some bishops pleaded the Pope allow the province to have an exception for celebrating Easter. To that request, Pope Victor excommunicated any bishop who would oppose the new celebration declaration. He was serious about unifying the church. Some bishops and priests, following the disagreement of Pope's new declaration, created minor schisms in the church for a little while, some longer than others, but none of them could hold their grounds. A rich Christian by the name of Theodos grew a small heretical following among Christians that Christ was an ordinary man who became God only after his baptism. Once again, Pope Victor stood his ground and condemned these teachings and put an end to the heresy. Pope Victor is in the end credited for not only his fight for the unity of the Easter tradition, but also for being the first Christian author to write about theology in Latin. Other than his letters defending the Easter controversy, none of the other writings survived. It was thought that Pope Victor was the first to draft the canon for scripture, but unfortunately it wasn't made clear to historians the accuracy of this assumption. The end goal must always be to both elevate Christ and his church while loving people enough to tell them they are in the wrong. I know I find myself guilty of being a people pleaser, but when it comes to compromising the faith, it's best to ask for strength from the people who are motivated by loving the church over pleasing her people. Saint Pope Victor I, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. In your news this hour, a year after Pope Francis visited Canada to apologize for the Catholic Church's mistreatment of the country's indigenous people, the country's bishops have shared their reflections on his visit and their efforts to serve and reconcile with indigenous communities. 
During those days with Pope Francis in Canada, Bishop Raymond Poison said, we recognize in him the Lord's mercy, which he offered to us. The bishop's conference statement cited four separate pastoral letters on reconciliation with Indigenous Canadians. Three were addressed separately to each of Canada's distinct Indigenous communities, the First Nations, the Inuit, and the Métis. A fourth letter was addressed to Catholics generally. These letters drew on the listening sessions and other encounters with Indigenous Canadians. The Archdiocese of Edmonton has produced a video about the papal visit titled Papal Visit to Canada One Year Later. And according to Bishop's Conference, it portrays the papal visit as a significant step on the road to healing and reconciliation. Well, the U.S. economy surprisingly accelerated to a 2.4% annual growth rate from April through June, showing continued resiliency in the face of steadily higher interest rates, resulting from the Federal Reserve's 16-month-long fight to bring down inflation. Thursday's estimate from the Commerce Department indicated that the economy's total output of goods and services picked up from the 2% growth rate in the January through March quarter. Last quarter's expansion was well above the 1.5% annual rate that the economists had forecast. At a news conference Wednesday after the Fed announced its latest quarter-point rate hike, Chairman Jerome Powell revealed that the central bank's staff economists no longer foresee a recession in the United States. Shun laziness and selfishness and do not be afraid to follow God's plan for your life. Pope Francis told the thousands of young participants in the 2023 Medjugorje Youth Festival in a message on Thursday. The Youth Festival in its 34th edition is being held July 26th to the 30th at the site of the alleged marrying apparitions in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Also known as Mladefest, the five-day event is focused on prayer and includes daily mass and Eucharistic adoration, testimonials, and a candlelight procession. The alleged Marian apparitions in Medjugorje occurred to six children beginning on June 24, 1981. According to the visionaries, the apparitions conveyed a message of peace for the world, a call to conversion, prayer, and fasting, as well as certain secrets surrounding events to be fulfilled in the future. Since their beginning, the alleged apparitions have been a source of controversy and conversion, with many flocking to the city for pilgrimage and prayer, while many others claim the visions are not credible. In January 2014, the Vatican Commission ended a nearly four-year-long investigation into the doctrinal and disciplinary aspects of the Medjugorje apparitions. Pope Francis granted Catholics permission to organize pilgrimages to Medjugorje in 2019, though the Church has not yet given a verdict on the authenticity of the apparitions. The Pope has sent annual messages to Medjugorje Youth Festival, since 2020. Well, getting ready for that morning workout? No, not me, <laughs> not today. Okay. Well, when it comes to lowering blood pressure, studies have typically shown that aerobic or cardio exercises are best. Now, new research suggests another type of physical activity is worth including as an effective tool to prevent and treat high blood pressure. Exercises that engage muscles without movement such as wall squats and planks. 
may be the best for lowering blood pressure, according to a large study published this week in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. Isometric muscles action happens when muscles contract but do not visibly change length and the joints involved don't move, facilitating stability of the body. So performing wall squats, considered an isometric exercise, was most effective for reducing systolic pressure and running, aerobic exercise, was most beneficial for decreasing diastolic pressure, but isometric exercises overall was best for lowering both pressure elements. So they're not saying it's not good to do aerobic exercise. They're just finding that this type of isometric exercise very beneficial. So I guess if you're going to, you know, kind of combine them together, do a little aerobic, do some isometric, and uh, you're, you're in a good, good deal. David, we've heard all kinds of things about this diet is best or no, right. try this one. High carbs, low carbs, high fat, no fat. It, it, the diets vary so greatly. They do. But the consistent study is physical activity Absolutely. and overall health yeah. benefits. Yeah. So you're not going to go wrong ever with getting off your backside and going out for a walk. Yeah. Uh, have you? Do you do planks? There, it's uh, a, there was a time that yeah. I did that core strength That's and planking. A, yeah. My arms just nowadays go, what <laughs> What do you think this is? It's a great exercise because it kind of engages a lot of different muscles, mm-hmm. particularly the core, but your arms, your legs, you know, however you're tightening up. So, yeah, you do about a 30-second plank, and, yeah, it's pretty good little uh, workout. You start to feel that one for sure. You do. Well, it's been more than a month since the Oregon legislature passed a bill legalizing self-serve gas throughout the state, but the measure still needs Governor Tina Kotek's signature before Oregonians can start helping themselves at the pumps. Kotek has maintained that she's still evaluating the bill, but she now says she'll make her decision clear today. Kotek said she has a Friday deadline to release a list of any remaining legislation that she needs that she intends to veto. If the gas bill doesn't wind up on that list, it would signal that she intends to either sign it or allow it to become law without her signature. The gas measure was one of more than 300 bills that landed on Kotek's desk in hectic final days of the 2023 legislative session in late June. The Oregon Constitution gives the governor five days to act on newly passed legislation, but if the session ends during that period, the cutoff gets an extended to 30 days from adjournment. That includes uh, excludes weekends. That means Kotex deadline is August 4th and most other bills pass during the end of session sprint. I'm trying to remember, too, if that does pass or she signs it or just lets it go. I think it takes effect immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be uh, yeah, next week, David. Uh, you'll have to be getting out and pumping uh, your own gas. You don't have to, as I recall. They're, they're <laughs> supposed to have an, uh, an island that they still will, you know. Yes, of course. But can you imagine the judgment from the people looking over at you in the full serve line as they are out there pumping their gas yeah. and they're over there looking at you like with the stink yeah. eye? Especially when it's pouring down rain. <laughs> For, they'll definitely be yeah, judging you yeah, then. That's right. Uh, In sports, more results from the FIFA Women's World Cup in Australia, New Zealand. Argentina and South Africa played to a 2-2 draw yesterday that kept both teams alive in the tournament. 
England blanked Denmark 1-0. England is now closing in on advancing to the knockout stage. And China downed Haiti 1-0. China plays England next. So the U.S. team is back in action on Tuesday. That's August 1st when the Americans face Portugal. You know, that's interesting. The Americans play Portugal on Tuesday, August 1st. And when does World Youth Day start in Lisbon, Portugal? August 1st. How about that? It could be taken in a game. I wonder about that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, the, a good brotherly love will take the yeah. stage instead, though. Gazpacho. David, have you ever had a good oh. bowl of gazpacho? Absolutely. Well, that's the name given to a whole universe of different spoops across Spain, whereas the most popular of them all is the Andalusian gazpacho, Mm. a cold soup made of raw blended vegetables. That's probably what you know best. But other gazpachos like the machego are hearty, meaty, and served hot, and thus not necessarily suitable for a hot Iberian summer. Widely eaten in Spain and in Portugal, cold variants of gazpacho were born in the south from where they spread into the rest of the peninsula. But if there are so many variants, how is it that a single overarching name can refer to them all? The reason could be, somewhat surprisingly, and related to Catholic almsgiving practices. According to the Royal Spanish Academy Dictionary, the Castilian gazpacho, ultimately derives from the Greek word gazophilakion. It's a lot of words. Yeah. And that refers to the repository of public treasure. And this word is used in the Gospel of Mark, Luke, and John. In Catholic context, the treasury, the Gospels mention, is simply the collection bag in which the faith will deposit their alms during the offertory. Whereas today's offerings are made in cash, there was a time in which that was not the case. People would bring with them to the church whatever they wanted to give to charity and deposit these donations either in poor boxes or in the collection bags themselves. Most of the time, they would bring stale bread, oil, vinegar, some ripe vegetables, all of the fundamental ingredients of gazpacho, yeah. a humble yet savory and healthy dish. I like gazpacho. Do you like gazpacho? Yeah. My wife makes it where, you know, you just use a blender, basically. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I haven't had it yet this year, but uh, tomato season coming on. Tomato, for sure. Yeah. You can find some beautifully red, white tomatoes yeah. at Farmer's Market, put it all together and... That's a very refreshing meal. I like mine spicy, a little spicy. Oh, do you? Jalapeno? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Beginning August 1st and running to the 3rd is a parish mission and 40 days devotion at St. Stephen's here in Portland. Celebrate the feast of the finding of the relics of St. Stephen's by adoration procession, solemn masses, visiting priests. The theme for this year's conference will be the life and spirituality of St. Francis de Sales on the 400th anniversary of his death. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Terry Ross, host of Glory of the Mass. He joins us next. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpointpointe.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. It's barbecue time once again at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. Hi, it's Brenda from the Morning Blend. Join me and the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows for their 60th annual family barbecue on Sunday, August 6th. Hello, this is Sister Anne-Marie. And this is Sister Therese. Be a part of our celebration of family, friends, and good food. You can choose takeout drive-through, or eat outside on the retreat grounds. We will be serving you your favorites, including mouth-watering hamburgers, pulled pork, or grilled chicken. Find all the details at olpretreat.org. Mark your calendars for Sunday, August 6th, as the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows host their 60th annual family barbecue. Catch this tasty summer treat with Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. We'll, we'll see, see you there. Day 15 of Mater Day Radio, lovely day ahead. Sunshine, a few morning clouds today, high of 84 degrees. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 57, then sunny both Saturday and Sunday, highs in the low 80s. Currently 60 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church in Kelso. And 53 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Albany. If you walked up to anybody on the street and asked them who was your favorite artist, you might get a wide variety of favorites. For myself, well, maybe a nice tune from Billy Joel would make the top of the list. But for the host of The Glory of the Mass, Terry Ross, he might have 
a little bit different, maybe a more classical favorite for you. And that is who you're going to hear on this week's Glory of the Mass episode. Terry Rush joining us today to tell us a little bit more about this week's episode. Good morning, Terry. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning to you, Brenda. So, Terry, if I were to ask you who is your favorite performer or groups who might be on that list? Well, performing groups uh, for Renaissance vocal music, I would put uh, the Talos Scholars on there, the Huelgas Ensemble, uh, who are from Belgium, would be on there too, H-U-E-L-G-A-S, and some others too. But as far as uh, the people that actually wrote the music of the Renaissance, uh, my favorite, although I don't know if he's necessarily the best or anything else, but he's my favorite, would be Josquin Desprez. Josquin Desprez was a composer, a French composer of the Middle Renaissance, that is to say the late uh, 15th and early 16th centuries. Um, and he wrote a lot of music in a lot of different styles. And he, had, he seemed to be extremely uh, varied in the kind of music he wrote. So it's always interesting to come across a new piece by Josquin because you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, but it's always very pleasing to hear. Um, this program that, that we're previewing now uh, has a mass by Josquin, and it's one of his best masses, I think. It's the Misa de Beata Virgine, the Mass of the Blessed Virgin. And we hear the whole piece uh, during, the, during the course of this program. Uh, and it's just wonderful music. He can be transcendent and earthy at the same time. It's hard to, hard to explain how that happens, but it's really true. He seems to, to me, he seems to involve the whole person in the listening and singing of his music instead of just the voice or the, or the mind. Terry, you used the term inventive when describing this uh, composer, Josquin. Is that what you hear a little bit of in his uh, mass? Uh, in the Misa de Beata Virgine, yes. Yes, he's inventive in that. Uh, of course, he invents the music as he's going along, so he's, that's always inventive. I sort of meant inventive in his approach to the style or the form of the music. He seems to do different things in different pieces, um, and not many composers are capable of doing that. Uh, one of them, uh, who's, who doesn't do that very much, but who is a great composer of the High Renaissance, is Victoria, Tomas Luis de Victoria. And this program that we're he going to hear, we hear all of Josquin's Mass and one little motet by Victoria, Vini Creator Spiritus, Come, Holy Spirit, Come. Uh, and Victoria is kind of like the Mercedes-Benz of composers. His music is very smooth, very beautiful, always perfectly put together, and, uh, and he's obviously very heartfelt. He, Victoria only wrote music in Latin uh, for sacred purposes. He didn't write any secular chansons or anything like that. So he's very different from all the other Renaissance composers. Okay, so if Victoria was a Mercedes-Benz, what would you consider Josquin if he was a vehicle? If he was so uh, inventive, would he be maybe more of a sports car? I think he might be a Lamborghini <laughs> or 
or an early Mustang or something like that. It's just something that really catches the eye. Huh? Exactly, exactly. I love it. Well, if you want to listen to more of this episode of The Glory of the Mass, please tune in this week to Terry's episode. As we often do, we do play a little bit of a piece, a preview of one of the songs. The one that we picked today as we were getting ready, it has a very slow start, but then, boy, it really begins to pick up. Who are we previewing this morning? We're previewing that that motet by Victoria, Veni Creator Spiritus, come uh, Holy Spirit. It's sung by one of my favorite groups, as I mentioned, the 16. Uh, and it's a beautiful motet, an ex- quite an extended motet. Uh, and I think uh, one of Victoria's very best. Oh, absolutely. Well, here's just a little piece of what Terry calls the Mercedes Benz. lovely very nice very smooth if i ever retire and get that e-class mercedes that i tell the good deacon i want well terry this would be the first song on the list now we did mention that Josquin has one of as you said your your favorite uh composers a very beautiful mass now Josquin, during his time where would he have played Uh, coming from france would his home cathedral maybe have been notre dame I don't think he had a home cathedral to speak of. Um, he was in such demand as a composer for writing masses and other things for people that he traveled all over Europe. Uh, so uh, I don't think of him as, as having been based in one place. Um, he he probably had his work performed uh, most of all in Italy uh, because Italy had so many, many uh, cathedrals and churches more than the other countries. But his music was performed all over Europe, uh, from Germany down to the foot of Italy and out in Spain and even uh, in the New World. Well, I am looking forward to this episode. This sounds like a fun ride, we'll say, and uh, see if I can listen to the differences between these two artists. Really, thank you so much for pointing out everything. Terry, it's great to have you on this morning. Thank you very much, Brenda. And remember, Glory of the Mass comes on Saturdays at 4 o'clock. You can listen to that same episode again in case you missed it, Sundays at 2. Or always, you can catch the podcast if you go to our webpage, materdayradio.com. You can listen to it there. Also find the full playlist of today's episode. Uh, Also be sure to add a link to where you can find Terry's playlist and the archive of all of his past shows. And you'll find that podcast at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 824 at Mater Day Radio. Well, maybe you're going to do a little garage cleaning this weekend. Maybe have an old vehicle in the garage you'd like to get rid of. How about donating it to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program? Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. All the information is right there. It can be an old car, truck, boat, 
motorcycle RV. Donate that to Mater Day Radio's program, and could be a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on. We're a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. It is 826 at Mater Day Radio and another school is leaving the Pac-12. We'll tell you who coming up in the news. And a priest said he followed Pope Francis' direction, followed a dream. It led the priest and a group of pilgrims in Rome for an in-person visit with Pope Francis. I'll have that story for you coming up in the news. Here is Dana Catherine and Capable. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. You are the life in me. You are the air I breathe. You're keeping me
That is Dana Catherine and Capable. It's 8.30 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. When Father Ignacio Bello invited Pope Francis to join his group of young adults for their morning celebration of Mass in St. Peter's Basilica, he did not even expect to get a response, let alone a counteroffer. The priest was surprised to receive a handwritten letter from the Pope himself, inviting him and his group to the Holy Father's Vatican residence on the morning of July 25th. The priest said, I was very moved because I never expected that. I sent the letter to a common mailbox. But when I sent the letter, I prayed to the Blessed Mother that she would deliver that letter to him. The group from Guadalajara, Mexico, was in Rome for the first part of a pilgrimage that will culminate in Lisbon, Portugal, for World Youth Day. Bello said he decided to send a letter to Pope Francis after feeling the desire in his heart. Why not, I thought. Pope Francis has told us to pursue our dreams. Well, in the end, Pope Francis spent about 25 minutes in conversation with the young people who are mostly from Mexico in a receiving room in the Vatican guest house where he lives. That's cool. Follow your dreams. You never know where it might lead you. Write a letter and see what happens. Well, it won't be official until all the data is in, but United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres is calling it now, saying yesterday in New York that July 2023 is tracking to be the hottest month on record. He told reporters, quote, climate change is here, it is terrifying, and it's just the beginning. The effects of July's heat have been seen across the world. Thousands of tourists fled wildfires on the Greek island of Rhodes, and many more suffered baking heat across the U.S. southwest. Temperatures in a northwest China township soared as high as 126 degrees, breaking the national record. Now, while the World Meteorological Organization would not call the record outright, instead waiting until the available data is in next month, an analysis by Germany's Leipzig University released on Thursday found that July 2023 would clinch the record. So probably it sounds pretty much like a done deal. Well, Amazon delivery man found an unusual way to beat the Southern California heat. Diving fully clothed into a customer's pool, the unidentified driver is making quite the splash on social media after being captured on a security camera in the Los Angeles suburb of Gardenia. The homeowner had left a note for the delivery man by the pool saying, you want to go for a swim? You are welcome to. The video shows the driver reading the note after dropping off his package, then removing his phone before making a beeline for the pool's small diving board. Without a moment's hesitation, the delivery driver, still dressed in his full uniform, complete with an Amazon cap and shoes, jumps onto the board and dives into the water. The homeowner later shared on TikTok that he did not expect the Amazon staffer to follow through with the impromptu splash. Additional security footage from the property showed the now-drenched but refreshed Amazon deliveryman racing back to his car parked outside and then driving away. (laughs) Well, that's one way to cool off, I guess. Where was this, did you say? This was in the Los Angeles suburb of Gardenia. Ah, Gardenia. I love the smell of gardenias. (laughs) I don't know how Los Angeles smells, but the plant, 
quite lovely. It is a beautiful plant, that is for sure. Hey, another jackpot nearing record highs up for grabs tonight. This time it is the Mega Millions lottery game with a prize of nearly $1 billion on the line. $910 million to be exact. So it follows a little over $1 billion jackpot won by a player last Wednesday in Los Angeles. California lottery officials haven't yet announced a winner of that prize, which was the sixth largest in U.S. history. So the last time someone beat Mega Millions odds of 1 in 203 million, that was all the way back in April 18th. That's 27 drawings without a big winner. Tuesday's Mega Millions jackpot was the eighth largest U.S. lottery prize. So Oregon lottery officials report that since the last big Mega Millions win back in April, $12 million worth of tickets have been sold in the state. Uh, are you contributing to that? I hope. Yes. Uh, only, only a couple of times. Okay. Well, maybe more than a, a couple, but I, I really probably haven't. I don't think I've even spent $50 over a lifetime on yeah, lottery tickets. I'm kind of with you there. But, but maybe. you know what? If you don't play, you can't win. That's true. That's what they say. Not for invents purposes. <laughs> After almost a century of providing a home for local health care, change is coming for what was once Vancouver Memorial Hospital. This fall, Peace Health will no longer offer services at the Main Street site. Nearly 100 years ago, Clark General Hospital opened to much fanfare, but must has changed at the health center, which welcomed many local babies into the world and healed many wounds. For nearly 30 years, it has served as an urgent care center. At the end of September, Peace Health Memorial Urgent Care Facility will close. Peace Health will also relocate its outpatient behavior health program. The healthcare system will open a new clinic to share the space at its Fisher's Landing Clinic in East Vancouver. While there are a number of urgent care operations in Clark County, there's only one now other than the there's only one other urgent care clinic in West Vancouver. The building that is closing dates back to 1929. Okay, what now Pac-12? Another team leaving the conference, Colorado going back to the Big 12 where it was a member from 1996 to 2010, before it joined the Pac-12 along with Utah. Colorado's move was approved by the school's Board of Regents yesterday in a unanimous vote. Buffalo's departure will come after the 2023-2024 season. That's when USC and UCLA will move to the Big Ten. All this as the Pac-12 has yet to finalize a new TV contract it is, it is the last of the big conferences to be stuck in neutral when it comes to a new TV deal. And that has many wondering who will be the next team to bolt from the shrinking conference. And can it survive or will it add new teams? Who knows? Do you, do you, do you uh, detect a little uh, aggravation in my voice? Well, the, uh, the fact that you have ripped up now your copy <laughs> because you're so frustrated with this, you and my dad, too, who follows this real closely, this is big news for college football oh, lovers, yeah. and you've been following that for a long time. You said it's important, to, a couple of things. One, they've got to get this TV contract done. Oh, yeah. And now they've got to entice 
other teams, other universities on the West. Does it have to be West? Yeah. Well, Pac- yeah, most likely. Pac-10, yeah. Pac-9. Yeah. Uh, uh, even numbers seems to be the thing to go. So perhaps one of those big Southern California schools, you thought maybe San Diego State? Yeah, that was one of the, would one help of the schools. Them. So I don't know what's going to happen. I, I really don't. I, I thought the TV deal would be done by now. I think many people did. Many people thought it was going to be announced during the Pac-12 Media Day last week. It did not happen. So I just I just don't know. Okay. I well, don't. David, come on, help us Sorry, out. Sorry, I don't know. So, I th- th- did they used to call you Scoop David? <laughs> uh, you had know. all the news. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I don't know what's happening here. Technology has significantly impacted how people communicate and connect, and it will continue to do so well into the future. The Catholic Church is not immune to this change, and it has embraced using digital platforms to reach out to its followers. One effective way the Catholic Church can use technologies to enhance its ministry is by creating small digital groups. And these groups allow Catholics to connect with others worldwide to deepen their faith and experience spiritual growth. Why would a Catholic want to join Mm -hmm. digital small group? Well, Catholic Link, they offer five. First, they say, well, just convenience of it. Digital small groups are incredibly convenient for people who have busy schedules. Increased accessibility. Another benefit of digital small groups is that they increase accessibility for people who may not have access to traditional small groups. For example, people who live in rural areas or who have limited mobility may not be able to attend in-person groups. Next is the diversity. Digital small groups also offer opportunity to connect with Catholics from diverse backgrounds, even from around the world. Mm They're flexible. Digital small groups are more flexible than traditional small groups. People need to commit to attending a certain number of meetings in traditional groups. With the digital small groups, they can drop in and out as they please. And then there's enhanced learning. Digital small groups can enhance learning. With traditional small groups, people often rely on a single leader to guide the discussion. With digital small groups, People can learn from multiple leaders and experts from around the world. You think about on the Hail Mary media app, you have access to the live stream of the monks at Mount Angel Abbey praying throughout the day. Well, well, if you can't make a certain time, just wait for the next time. They'll be live again and you can join in with many others. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. So mark on your calendar, August 6th from 11 to 3. It is Our Lady of Peace Retreat Annual Family Barbecue. It is the 60th annual barbecue. They've got takeout, drive through or eat on the premise options. You can visit the Franciscan store and, of course, going to be my favorite stopover, the dessert shop <laughs> and include menu includes a half a grilled chicken, barbecue pulled pork, cheeseburger or mouthwatering hamburgers. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. So your view from the Pew show tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about that coming up in our second cup right after the forecast. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. It's time to register for CYO Fall Sports. Youth in grades 3 through 8 can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team play together with building their skill sets in volleyball, cross country, and swimming. Additionally, youth in first and second grade can sign up for Hot Shots Basketball. And we are hiring volleyball and basketball officials. Visit our website at cyocamphoward.org to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith, on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Your donation will enable all youth to participate regardless of socioeconomic status while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's CYOCampHoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Hi, everyone. This is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Matra Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. And it is 844 at Mater Day Radio. Looking to be a very nice day today. See some morning clouds, then sunshine later today. High of 84 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, low of 57. And then sunny Saturday, sunny Sunday. Same for Monday. So uh, we got a great stretch here. Highs in the low 80s. Currently 63 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And it's 63 degrees at St. Rita Church in Portland. The morning blend's not over yet. There's time for a second cup with David and Brenda. David, I've given myself permission to have all the coffee I want today. Yeah, I need some more. I'm a little sleepy-eyed from my late evening last night, as I talked about in the open of the show. I went to a show last night at the Keller Auditorium, the musical Six Mm -hmm. is in town for, I want to say they opened on... Like Tuesday, and they just play through the weekend, and then they're off to their next show. Right. Fabulous evening with my kids. That's but I fine. am a little tired. Yeah, I, yeah, it I was know. past my bedtime. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, need a little extra coffee today. And the reason why I need extra coffee, too, is because you know, being a Catholic in today's world, there's a lot of things we have got to remember to be and do in order to, to just always put at the forefront of our mind our faith. 
So the good deacon and I, we prepared a show this evening from CatholicLink.org. They put up a list, okay? Yeah. There are eight things they say we have to be doing every day. Okay. So the good deacon and I went through this list. We don't have a special guest. And so we share with you a little bit, kind of the funny ways that we make the mark on some of these things and some of the ways that we miss by a long shot. Sure. But the show, because the deacon is, we'll just say, long-winded, we didn't get to the full list. So I thought today, David, you and I would talk about some of the things that we didn't get to on our show uh, today. Okay. Yeah. And then people can tune in tonight and listen to what the good deacon and I have to others. say. Okay. All right. So these are the things that every Catholic should be doing, at least try to be doing every day. So one of the things that we didn't get to, but this is an important one, they say. Tell me if you do this, David, every single day. Do you smile? Use your manners. Are you kind? And you give hugs out. That's one of the things they say. In fact, Blessed Mother <laughs> Teresa says, let us always meet each other with a smile, for the smile is the beginning of love. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, I certainly smile. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I go through the day pretty much with a smile on my face or when I greet people with, with a smile. Now, hugs, I don't know if I'm, you know, going up and hugging people all over the place during the day, but <laughs> I mean, if the if the situation or circumstance calls for it, certainly. Yes. Absolutely. I'd love to give up. Like, for example, uh, Sister Anne-Marie was in uh, the other day, mm-hmm. and seeing her, she came up, gave me a big hug. I love See? that. See, it, that was it makes wonder. you feel wonderful. Oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. And so those are the things. Oh. Hey, look at I just got a <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Ryan, our executive director, just came in and gave me a hug. See now, and look at that good mood. It just yeah, puts you in. It makes that. you smile. It actually scared me. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so certainly it's wonderful. If you could, if there's an opportunity to smile, to hug somebody, hug your kids. Oh, you know? yes. They have, they have tough days too. And to just come home to yeah. a, a, a nice hug, be kind today. Yeah. That's going to be my, my wish for everybody listening to be kind. I don't know if you've noticed it, but I'm noticing it for sure. I think maybe it's just because so many people are out enjoying the wonderful weather. Traffic in Portland and getting across the bridge is at a peak these days. People are not kind on the road. So maybe as a a gift to the world today, be kind, especially if you are on the road. Just let the person in front of you go ahead. That's right. Just okay. We're all just trying to get home safely. Be kind on the road. You know what feels good when you do that? And I, I, I just did this the other day is when like you're stopped in traffic and there is a side road that's coming out into your road and there's a person there to let that person in. And when that person gives you a wave, like, that's hey, it. Hey, thank you. Wave at the person. That's, that's Say so nice. thank you. It yeah. does make a difference. It, it makes a difference. Absolutely. One of the other things, and we didn't get to this one, which is so funny because, of course, the good deacon and I, we do do this one. We just didn't talk about it today. They say, tell somebody you love them. That's very nice. And why? Mm. Why do I love you? Yeah. You know, maybe you could say to your wife tonight, Beverly, I love you because you make the most 
wonderful gazpacho for yes. me on a summer afternoon. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> it's a, the why that matters. It does. No, Be- that's that's really nice. And again, if you if you have kids, to be able to tell them that every day, you know. I I love you. Yeah. I love you because. You know, you are you yeah. a unique person in the world, and you are amazing yeah. at this thing that you just did. Or, or your parents, or your grandparents, whatever the case may be. That's it's it. Very nice. I think those are important. The, it's yeah. again, it's the why. Yeah. This one was important that we didn't get to, and because it does focus so much on Scott's ministry as a deacon, and we didn't talk about this, but it is, uh, I wouldn't say every day, but a good portion of his week. Serve in some way, uh, yeah. serving others, yeah. taking care of the needs of other people. Look for a way to serve somebody every day. We, we had the opportunity to have a group of people over to our home last weekend from the Encounter School of Ministry. I made coffee. In fact, our poor coffee maker yeah. was begging for mercy. We had made so many pots that day. But uh, when one of the pots was finished and everybody was outside, I grabbed that pot of coffee and I walked outside with it. And yeah. I said, can I pour you more coffee? It felt great. Sure. I put myself in that position to yeah. serve somebody. Don't let a day go by, they say, in which you didn't do something for somebody else without expecting something in return. Exactly. You know, we uh, last week I interviewed Natalie Wood, the executive director of Catholic Charities. and she, Perfect example. Yeah, she talked about how serving people through Catholic Charities just has made such a huge difference in her life. So, yeah, it's beautiful. In fact, speaking of saints, too, St. Therese of the Child Jesus, she's quoted in this article. She said, you know that our Lord does not look at the greatness or difficulty of our action, but at the love with which you do it. What then have you to fear? Mm-hmm. Again, and, and even, uh, you know, she talked about that little, the little way. In the little ways I serve, I can't do great things. Right. But what I can do is one little thing. And so serve people in some way. Of course, I always go back to Michael Davis. Yeah. And he talks about these big social justice issues. But he says, with that in mind, yeah. just do one thing in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. And, and you can do... Change the face of the earth. That's right. So we've got, those are just some of the things we did not get to. If you want to hear about the things that we do do every day, or in sometimes our case, we fail to do every day, listen to View from the Pew. It's a lot of fun today. No special guests, but we do go over the rest of the things that we all should be doing every single day. We hope you enjoyed today's Second Cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. 
Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications. Connecting Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And it is 855 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast as we head into the weekend. Some morning clouds today, then sunshine high of 84. Mostly clear tonight, low of 57, and then sunny Saturday, Sunday, 83-81. Tuesday, maybe heading back toward 90. So uh, enjoy this weekend. It's going to be very nice. 63 degrees in the Rose City. Closing our show today, here is Scott Mulvihill and Joy. We are the Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. I just want to bring a little joy. Make a happy noise. I can't hold the weight of the world, but I can carry a tune. To rejoice in the rain. Smile in the face of pain. Oh, life's no easy game, but I choose to bring a little joy. The system's hardly working, and for some it's getting worse. They'll tell you what you don't deserve with lines that they've rehearsed. Brothers, we are patient, and in the rocky ground we work. is a verse I just want to bring a little joy Make a happy noise I can't hold the weight of the world But I can carry a tune To rejoice in the rain Smile in the face of pain Oh, life's no easy game But I choose To bring a little joy Trying times we wait Music 
That is Scott Mulvihill and Joy. It is 8.59 Mater Day Radio. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend this week, last Friday of July. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to all of our guests and you, our wonderful listeners, all week long. We do appreciate it. That is going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend this week. It is a view from the pew this evening at 7.30. Please tune in. You can also catch that podcast. will be made available on the website and the Hail Mary Media app this afternoon. Mm-hmm. You can hear what fun music I picked out for oh, today, nice. too. We hope you have a very blessed weekend.